Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to your favorite gang of degenerates speaking about things that nobody cares about for 30 straight minutes. 30? I mean, however long we can do this. <laughs> oh, God. <coughs> it's been a while. It's been a while, it has, though. It's been, it's been a, like a while. A, it's been around a year. What, since we since made the a last one, yeah. A literal and for year. you, it's been like two years. Holy shit, it has. Man, so much for our dedicated fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so much for our dedication in general. What happened to YouTube, my friends? Um, uh, the content was too offensive. Mad Dad. Mad Dad. <laughs> also, because we were... You know what? Something could have been left A lot of things could have been left out. Rewatching them, we used a lot of words that we probably shouldn't have. Abusive father. <laughs> That's a touchy I'm subject. That my, my nickname in this Discord server right now is abusive stepdad, but... Oh, that was because you were mad last time we were in the group chat. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. See, see, but we don't, we don't need to, we don't need to inform them of the abusive stepfather nickname, Basie. See, <laughs> you'd be the worst crime like partner ever. Like literally, they would have you in interrogation and they wouldn't even do a thing, and you're already just like slipping it all out, like all the deeds. You ain't got shit to hide. <laughs> Yeah, that's I, I, right I coughed so far away, but it was still loud. Well, stop coughing then. Ooh. <laughs> oh, shit. Let um, me just cough some phlegm into the microphone real quick. Please don't. Please don't. It's gross. Um, so you quit music. What? Yeah. Pacey quit, quit music. Oh, this is your guys' thing. Well, you can ask questions. I ain't got shit else to say. You can ask questions. What questions am I to ask? You can ask why. You can ask what he's going to do. Why did you quit music, Paisley? Pac-Mon. Mac-Pon. Mac-Pon. Whack-Pon. Rack-Mon. So, (laughs) to put it in more eloquent words, I want to say that I was unmotivated, but in all reality, I was just very, very lazy. Very true. Why such fancy words? Because do you ever want to admit that you're just lazy? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you you were pretty lazy when I asked you to do stuff. I don't know. There was a certain point of time where I shifted from being real passionate about it to just being completely, like, uninterested and unmotivated. The more we did it, the less motivated you got because we did checkmate and then you were like, oh, let's do it. Let's keep going, going, going. You were going to do an album and then near the end, I was struggling to even get one song out of you and had to cut that song from the album. It's just because I saw how well you were doing and I was like, you know, (laughs) I'll never be that successful. That's that's why. Well, because... The difference is how we promote it. I think you've only promoted the album once, and then I've yeah. been promoting everything over and over and over again because I want um, to keep people coming. Well, like I was almost embarrassed about my music. <laughs> like I didn't want to promote it because I didn't want people that like I don't want people from around where I live to see it or hear it. Well, that was me for the longest time. And then um, I started, I guess, 
be more comfortable about it and try like trying to play it around people so that way I can um build a comfort to other people listening to it and not only that but like the best thing about letting your community in and let you let or let them in on what you're doing it helps like build a base that's kind of close to start that like rush of yeah like that's where you can get started because like that's where a lot of rappers got started they got started in their hometowns they started making music and only their hometown listened to it but then of course they move off to like la or toronto something like yeah. that you know the big old movie but you don't need that there's a lot of rappers out there that still don't go to la or toronto because they don't need that well i mean like the people that it's a meme but like the guys that hand out mixtapes are doing the best they're actually doing really good when they do that like that's them going out to promote it that's them trying to get their voice out there and if that's what they're trying to do you go right at it i I think that's a big i think that's a big thing too you and i had a different perspective on music i saw it as more of like a hobby and you saw it as a career yeah well i still see it as a hobby i do it whenever i can but also, I want to turn it into a career, you know? Yeah. Like, of course, you can't See, dedicate your whole life to it. But, like, it's, of course, something that somebody can wish for and still work towards. But with but with skateboarding, I, I want to turn that into a career. I'm sorry, but the funny, Tony Hawk days are over, my friend. Didn't you say not fun to fact. stop you from... <laughs> Before we started this, before we started this podcast, I told them both that they were allowed to tell me to shut the hell up about skateboarding at any time I during the podcast. That, that's literally what he was about to uh, put backstory on, but then he had to steal the thunder there. You, uh, shite. Jeez, thanks, bud. No problem, bro. <laughs> but going back on about comfort with other people here in the music, I've been producing beats for around three years now and i've only been rapping for a year so getting used to people hearing the beats i got over the um what is it denial or judgment and then um sorry i'm like trying to think as i'm talking um but since i got over that when i started doing the raps it was easier because i already dealt with it all you're braver than I am, though, because, like, making beats and, like, rapping over them is a completely different way of, like, expressing yourself. Like, they can hear the beats, which is something that you, like, made on a computer and software. But then yeah. as soon as you start, like, writing lyrics and, like, putting your voice to it, that's a whole new, like, section. Music's of art and expression. art is what you use to express your emotions and tell stories. And art is something that I find dies and it doesn't mean like, and it sucks that it dies. It doesn't mean that you have to make it your number one priority, but art is a great way to cope with a lot of things. And a lot of people use their music or, your, or their pictures or their writing, anything to kind of let out that energy that they don't want or that they want to put out to other people. That's why a lot of my songs are sad because it's letting out all those feelings and also giving people my mind you know dude you know what i hate though those people that tend to be like art is dead or like they're like 
but it's not really it's not dying it's just changing you know like uh social it's a media different format brought, well it's changing a yeah. lot but i think the most that's changing is in the music industry that's where it's changing a lot and that's kind of where i'm not music has and always will change it always will change but i just find like i don't understand how for all these years people were saying things that you can understand and all of a sudden in the last three years all i get is mumble and it sounds like somebody's having a stroke yeah, but all the um, quote-unquote old heads now are like, oh, the new hip-hop isn't even hip-hop. Um, but that's what the people from the generation before that generation were saying, too. Yeah, and I can understand that, but at least with the oldies, you can hear what they're saying. Like, I, if, if these guys could just more, like, punctuate themselves and articulate a lot more in their rap so I can actually hear the words that they were saying, I probably wouldn't be so... Uh, you know negative to their music but when I can't understand what is coming out of the song there's literally no point of listening to it because even heavy metal back then heavy metal when they were screaming they still made it so you could understand what the hell they were saying in the end of it uh, I can't with mumble rap I sit there mind boggled you have to like read the lyrics a bunch of times and then sometimes you'll still forget the lyrics right like I, I can't I don't like that I like to have a nice song that can catch and fit in my head and like those are the type of songs that I love hip hop's kind of moved into a mix of rap and R&B yeah. like it's very melodic now as compared to last generations where it's very lyrical and instrumentals aren't as crazy as they are now yeah People apply that judgment to rap a lot, like, oh, rap songs don't make sense anymore. But if you look at a lot of the songs that are popular, they don't really make a lot of sense either, even though it's not mumbling. Like, take, like, fucking, like a Katy Perry song, like, Firework is supposed to be, like, a song that's supposed to, like, raise your confidence or something. And that's yeah. the only message it sends. See, most most music is supposed to tell a story, and that just—I don't know. It's, I just find it like it's not fair that people only apply that that to to rap songs. Oh, it's not even just a rap, and like even then, I don't even really think that much of it has to be a story in a way, because like not all songs have to be a story. A lot of like rock and uh, more pop songs had more story because of the format that their lyrics were in, that they were able to tell a story a little better than yeah. how rap flows. It kind of sounds a little weird when you're like, I went down to the mall, I was picking up grapes. Like, no, nobody wants to really listen to that, but you can still portray your message in like shorter, but meaningful words. Just the format of it's completely different. I don't think every real like song has to have like a backstory, has to have a story to it but i think like there should be at least be some meaning behind the words that you're writing yeah yeah because it i wouldn't doubt it for a second if like a rapper came out and said i don't put any effort into writing the lyrics of my song because you look at them and you you really don't see that they they have because some of them like, don't show it down, yeah you can mindlessly write down lyrics about like drinking and doing drugs and stuff and like it won't mean a single thing it'll just sound good uh yeah no yeah no like some some of these guys yeah they they like they got rich and now they're in this party lifestyle and all they want to do is talk about that and all their bitches and those and how they got all these big old fancy chains but like a lot of times too like 
drugs for them is like an experience that they try to put out because like I've watched some uh, interviews with like a lot of uh, different rappers like by genius and a lot of uh, other channels like you know the off brand channels ones with not genius you know the big old popular one but they were yeah. saying a lot like they didn't start rapping about their drugs when they got famous so like it was it was always there because they were telling their experiences with it to kind of like send yeah. a message i guess and it wasn't always just for the fact of yeah you should do this you should go out and do Mahler or fucking lsd whatever the fuck they're talking about in the song it's more just like live 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 your life most of the time with these guys but then when they get the fame to their head it goes downhill a lot of the lyrics now aren't really like deep or have much meaning but if the song sounds good then i think it's all right if you can make the song sound I, good and not have the instrumental do all the work i think it's good yeah as long as I you got in like the that, nice flow of the night like you got your your style right for it then like yeah but you just can't have the, the instrumental doing it all like Carter said. I noticed lately that music is less about the genre and more vibe the song gives off. It is, yeah. Because, like, you look at popular rap artists like Juice World and X and Lil Peep and stuff, their songs are all about, like, depression or, like, breakups or something, and people can relate to that, and that's why they're so successful. Yeah, it's definitely that, too, when they can, like, put out their half of the story and be like hey i'm like you too i have experienced things just like you just because i'm not big and popular or just a rapper like it doesn't mean i haven't experienced the same things when you got that connection with your uh fan base it really I, helps boost up the vibe that it puts out i think emotional it artists might. compared to hyped artists um have a closer connection with their fans because um because of what they talk about yeah see i might sound insensitive for saying it but it it makes you wonder if they do that like because they genuinely want to connect with their fans or they do it to like get more popular well there's always the what ifs there's always the two ends of uh of the conversation like always and it and it's kind of like that with everything on the world like there's just a there's a good and a bad and there's people that are gonna you like be honest with you and be real with you up front and like aren't gonna disrespect you behind your back but then there's those people that play like that and then they're actually bad they don't give a shit they uh, put it's off all the about bad energy perspective, though. and it is it's all about perspective and i find it's all about like mostly what the energy that the rapper gives out and the music that it gives out not even just the rapper any music the energy that you put out is a major factor in what's See, going on because even if even if someone like puts out that kind of music and doesn't actually feel that way people who listen to that music will still still feel like that like it means a lot to them and they'll have a deeper connection with the music so even like as long as it helps people that are in that state of mind then i can't really say anything you talking about people making music like that but don't, aren't actually feeling like that makes me think about how when peep died everyone was like oh i'm gonna stop taking zans or i'm gonna reduce my pill like i'm not gonna do pills but then a week or two later, everything is just completely forgotten. Like they just did it for yeah, yeah. That's 
a lot of people didn't even know who he was until he was dead. That's like a, that's how it works. That's how it works though with a lot of things like the 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 um, the message of like an upcoming rapper dying that wasn't obviously viewed by everybody only their fan base enjoyed it once the once the word comes out that this guy died they're like oh who was, oh, he? Who was he right they want to know who he was and instead of looking up something on wiki fucking telling you everything they'd rather go listen to his music and that's what a lot of people did and some people trying to like to say that's almost like insensitive. It's like, oh, you only like him because he died. It's like, no, that's that's not why. It's just we didn't see it. It's like it wasn't in our suggested yeah, see, in YouTube button. Like, sorry. Like, I don't know. I don't I don't believe in the idea of a fake fan. Like, if you like the music, you like the music. It doesn't matter when you start to listen to them or why. Like, like real people, fans seem to think they got like a connection with them in like real life. Like, they know the person in real life. And like, you can't say yeah. anything about their life like oh they can't say that they did that wrong or you need a real fan it's like hey i I just like their music dude that's what i'm a fan of and i'm a fan of this energy you put so it's like you can't what i think people that think oh i'm the only real fan and they doubt other people that claim to be fans are worse than fake fans if there's even a fucking thing yeah (laughs) people who do that are so ignorant though People yeah. who say, "Oh, I, I've been listening to him like a lot longer than you." Like I'm like, a real so fan. What? It's like, hey, that doesn't. Like I was listening to X's "Wouldn't XXX Tarnation" song, and all I could see in the comments was, "Real fans, where you at?" Like, yeah, because like they were the ones to like, because that's an older song. Like that was like real old. It's an older song, and it didn't really blow up, blow up. Right, it didn't blow, up, blow. Up. But then like. Oh, they're assuming that like the only reason why there's more views on it is either because of the real fans being there or the people that just swarmed him because he died and they never were a fan of him for real. It's like, I never seen him. Like I just got introduced to a brand new rock band this year with my newest girlfriend that I'd never even heard of in my fucking life. And I can tell you this right now, I, I dove right into their music, like old, new. And I can say this, like, they took my fucking heart when it comes to metal. And that's like brand new. They haven't produced music in fucking years. What am I a fake fan for that? Am I? <laughs> nah, dude. They, they're so good. They're so fucking good. Carter, do you ever actually listen to like metal or anything like that? Because um, I know you listen to like trap metal and stuff, like Scarlet and stuff, but I don't know. I've never heard you mention any like metal bands. No, I don't know why. I just can't get into metal metal. I can listen to trap metal. You know what? Yeah. I don't understand why people, as soon as you add them on Snapchat, seem to think that they need to start a streak to start talking to you. Like, just text like a normal person <coughs> for fuck's sakes, dude. Why? Uh, I hate streaks. It's ridiculous. So much. It's the stupidest thing that I've ever, like, people are like, you're weird, you don't do streaks. It's like, why? Because I don't dedicate time in my day to go on my phone and send you all a picture saying, hey, talk to me. No, if I want to talk to somebody, I'll fucking text you or call you. Like, I don't. Oh, so I'm weird for being a normal ass person? Okay. Oh, God. How dare you send, how dare you don't send streaks? What's wrong with you? How dare you send in, in individualized messages to other people that aren't everyone? People who, okay. people who have like 17,000 streaks actually horrify me. 
Like, do you not have anything better to do? This chick literally just texted, said, hey, streaks. I said, no, I don't do streaks. She's like, oh, okay, cool. And stopped texting. Like, that, that's all she was going to do. 100% when I said, yeah, if like, if I said, yeah, that's all it would be. That chick would never text me ever again. Uh, you know what? I'm willing to bet it's because of insecurity. They want to secure that the person will talk to them every day, so they start a streak with them. That's that's my theory, and I'm sticking with it. You know what? I, I, it depends on it depends on the person though, because you see those people with like two million snap scores. Like you can't be like securing conversations with that many people. No, they're just doing it because they think they're cool to go around and be like, look at my, I have like 300, 200 day streaks. I have 439 day streaks. Like, it takes me half know. an hour to send all my streaks, girl. <laughs> See, that's the thing I don't understand too. People will start streaks with someone they don't even talk to. Or like don't even know. And like they don't even use the streaks to actually start talking to that person to make an excuse to talk to that person. They kind of just keep sending it to that person no, i usually over. forget it's to do mine. Over. i usually forget to do mine and i usually only do it when i'm like huh no one's texting me hey yo i'm alive literally that's kind of I, I was actually a complete clown last year because this like really popular girl in my school texted me and she was like hey you want to start streaks and i was like yeah <laughs> and then every time clown. she sent me streaks I would try to like instigate a conversation with her. She would just like leave me. Like, I was like, oh, I'm a clown. Where are my shoes? <laughs> Not where's Bro, the shoes, my dude. Where's the nose? Bro, you drop your clown card. <laughs> yeah, and then I whip out the Uno reverse card. Oh, <laughs> speaking of clowns, um, I have a little stepbrother, and I found out recently that they do hangman differently. They have the person already on the noose and they remove body parts instead of adding them so it's not as gruesome. But I think that's more gruesome because you're dis you're You got dis- a hanging man that's dead there from hanging and now you're just dismembering him. Exactly. <laughs> okay. He's being hung drawn and quartered. But this do you see worse. how like hangman okay, like that that thing's been around for centuries and literally like it doesn't even look like there's a noose around his fucking neck. There literally does it just yeah, looks yeah. like a man standing that they literally like just draw in the parts and what i don't get is that society is so insensitive and so like oh my god my kid's gonna become a serial killer if they see that this freaking doodled stick man gets freaking you know quote-unquote hung you can't even like what does that kid honestly know what they're trying to do is guess the letter they don't give a shit about the dude being hung they're just worried about if the man gets completely drawn that's what the whole point was. It was head, body, arms, and legs. And once those were all done, you were screwed. That's when you lost, and you had to guess the name in that time. They, like a, he never thought of it like, hmm, that man's being hung for penalization of raping a woman. Like, I didn't even think about it being a noose until, like, I got a little older. I just thought about, oh, that's the hangman shape. Right? Like, that's literally it. He never thought until I was, like, 12. I was like... That's a noose. That's a noose. He's got right? Like I'm 12 years guys, old at that point. I'm like, okay. My mom you guys want to talk about medieval torture methods because I'm real well versed in that. You know <laughs> what? That's gonna be a really one-sided conversation because all I really got is like the Iron Maiden and that one that like stretches you out. Uh, I, you know, it was one of those situations where it's like super late at night and you fall down a pit. Of I just like messed up. A, YouTube yeah, videos, I watched yeah. a bunch of 
I've watched a bunch of YouTube videos about medieval torture methods. But like, have you like ever have you ever like been up at two a.m. to watch those like Indian dudes make a pool, <laughs> a pool with their bare hands? Like, I don't I don't know if they're Indian. I don't know exactly what part what part of uh, India India they're from or anything like out in that uh, European countries because like they don't specify it. It's literally they're just walking around in fucking loincloths, literally building pools and houses with the bare freaking hands and the sticks. And you know what? I always look at that. I'm like, no, I'm going to do that one day. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm like, Fuck, I'll pay a contractor to do it. Why the fuck? Why the fuck? Like, and that's the thing too. They're like, look at all these uh, things we can do. Look at this. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. But like in a real survival scenario, are you doing that? No. Nobody is going through the extra work to make a pool. They're trying to survive. They're making their hut, and that's it. There's no pool. There's no shingles on the outside of your mud hut. This is a long like, explanation about the Indian people on YouTube building a pool. Yeah, dude. That <laughs> ass, though. Nobody fucking does that. In a survival scenario, with like, here, because you know what? Some useful tips, but like, let's be real. Why are you building a condo in the middle of the fucking Congo? <laughs> Uh, he, he's got his hand on his head. He's upset. I'm mad. Like, <laughs> he's gotten up. He's I'm gone. Fucking destroyed. <laughs> um, you guys I ever just, hear of uh? You guys ever hear of combing? Combing? No. What? Is this a torture method? Because I'm not listening to it. They have these iron combs. Hey, Casey. I know it's not skateboarding, but shout. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I know you said like skateboarding, but this counts. Speaking of skateboarding, do you have any like crazy stories that happen while you guys have been skateboarding? Because you've been out a while. Like you've been um, going out a lot. I got a few. I spin them up. One time, uh, there was a bunch of cops out in town because there was a shooting that happened or something, oh. and so they every few minutes a police cruiser would pull out of the driveway across the street from me. And then another one would pull in. And that is right where me and my buddies skate. So we were like, uh, this is awkward. And so <laughs> my buddy was like, dudes, I'm going to go skate in front of the cop car. And I'm like, you're going to go skate in front of the cop car? He's like, I'm going to go skate in front of the cop car. <laughs> so he goes down and then he skates like right in front of this police cruiser and like taps his hand on the hood. I and just imagine him doing a 50-50 on the cop car. He gets out of the car, and we're like, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, I dropped my phone. <laughs> and then this cop gets out, and he looks like right mad, and we're like, oh, God, we're going to get arrested or something. And then he's like, hey, boys, you uh, have any sweet chicks that you can show me? And we were like, Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, let's be real. I doubt that cop is ever going to get... You can't get arrested for you knocking on, like, literally tapping the hood. Like, you might get a snarky remark if it's a dick cop, but they can't arrest you for it. But I love that cop comes out. Hey, you got any cool tricks, tricks, bro? For for a sec, I heard you got some sweet chicks, and I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) No, no, it was tricks. Another good good one. My little brother and I were out. Uh, I tried to get him to skate, but he couldn't really get it. So we could put him oh, on the I think I know what this balance is. and stuff. Yeah. And so there's this big hill up the road, and I go down it on my board a lot. <laughs> and so he was on his scooter behind me. Mm. 
and he was like, should I go down this? So I was like, yeah, man, just don't like lose your balance. And so he starts going and I'm still rolling. Right. So I'm looking forward to see if there's any like cars on the road. And so I get down to the bottom of the hill and I look back and little dude is <laughs> sprawled out on the sidewalk. Oh my like a God. Oh my God. <laughs> and so I'm like, Oh God. Oh God. And so I skate like the flash up to him. Up a hill. Uphill? You skated uphill? Yep. You're a fucking What a legend. (laughs) What? And so he was facing away from me and I was like, oh, it doesn't look so bad. And then I'm like, hey. And he looks back at me and his whole face is crimson. And I'm like, whoa. Oh, no. I seriously thought that his nose was broken because there was so much blood pouring out of his upper lip. He had a hole in his upper lip. Mm. Like, his teeth went through his upper lip. And he still has the scars from it today. Yeah, probably. I remember my little brother was only like like forehead first into like one of the floor vents. He made sweet love to that sidewalk. Oh, yeah. Well, you said he was sprawled out like a slutty chicken. I think he was going down that that sidewalk at at least like 20 miles per hour <laughs> like and you gotta remember like oh my lord then he had the motion of when he <laughs> fell God. the great thing is that when I came to get him his scooter was in the grass and his body was on the concrete <laughs> I was like <laughs> why dude like, <laughs> this could have had a completely different outcome but you had to save the scooter huh <laughs> You did not say that because I doubt that's what he was trying to do at all. And you were being a smart ass. I didn't say that to him during the event. Good, because he would have been fucking mad. Oh, you he already was already know. mad at me. Oh. He wanted to kill me. Why? He's like, why did you tell me to go down that hill? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, shit, dude. We had him in the kitchen put in ice packs on his face and stuff. He was like, kill me! (laughs) so (laughs) much! Holy shit. Uh, I'm not surprised, though, dude. He was bleeding everywhere. I can only imagine. Even better, he had bloodstains all over the sidewalk. So me and my buddy went to the place where he he (laughs) crashed. And we, we took a rock and we carved R.I.P. coal into the sidewalk. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. Uh, Nate, yeah. have I told you, I know I told Pacey it, but have I told you a story about the crackhead about in Toronto? The crackhead trial. Huh? No, I'm so sorry. That was weird. Yeah, he was yawning. Oh, uh, God, Christ. So we just finished having dinner at a restaurant and we were pulling out but the guy was kind of like just in the way and then he moved out and then we pulled out of the restaurant and we were going to go to a pharmacy to pick some stuff up it was me my dad and my sister and my dad notices the guy that was in the parking lot kind of following us and then um we get to the pharmacy he's not there he walks in and then the guy pulls up like around two three parking spots away from us and i'm on the i'm in the passenger side and he parks uh to the right of us 
and I look over, man's staring at me. And he's got like, he almost hotboxed his car. So, you know, when you see someone and they look at that you in the car. That crack pipe's you... got some big hollows off of it. Oh, yeah. So, like, you know, when you're in a car and you look at someone and you avoid eye contact with them. Yeah, I was trying to do that. And. But well, he wouldn't stop. Oh, he wouldn't stop. He legit stared at me nonstop. It was crazy. No, no, crackheads are crazy, dude. Crackheads are crazy. They're they, crazy. Like I, like I don't know if they're doing crack. Any drug they want to do, I don't give a fuck. Either way, they're nuts. Because I remember this Nathan, time. Out in Nathan town. knows from personal experience. Excuse me, what's that supposed to mean? What the yeah. fuck? Anyway, Nate's never done crack. Like what? You make it sound like I'm a meth addict. Anyway. I'm out in town one time, and I'm taking the bus to go see my uh, my aunt, my others, my family, and I'm sitting at the bus depot, and I'm waiting for my bus to show up, and I look across from the bus depot, uh, like this whole like strip of buildings with a bunch of stores, and this guy, he's sitting on like the flower beds, with like a leather jacket and some like black jeans with like a chain on it but he looked weird he had like that long like wavy patchy uh old guy hair you know what i'm talking about like yeah almost like trevor phillips if like you his patchy hair but longer gross anyway so he he stops and he looks at this tim's cup that's like right beside him and he gets up and he and he's squaring up he is ready to fight, and I shit you not. I didn't know who he was going to fight because there was like one other dude kind of around. So I was like, "Oh shit, the crackheads are going to fight." No, the crackhead fights the Tim's cup. <laughs> he slaps the Tim's cup right off the flower box. Pop! Right, it's on the ground. This dude gets on the ground, punches it again, gets up. And this was a zippered leather jacket, let me remind you. He just, like, he grabs it from the center, and he just rips it. He breaks the zipper, and he rips this leather jacket off. He's wearing nothing under that leather jacket. (laughs) And he's, like, he's down on the ground, and he's, like, literally fighting this fucking Tim's cup. (laughs) You wouldn't like me when I'm sober. (laughs) (laughs) And he he fucking, then he stops, he stops, he picks up this mangled fucking Tim Hortons cup. He starts crying. He starts crying. Sits down on the curb, puts it beside him, and he's like patting it almost like he just hurt his buddy. I don't know if this was just some innocent bystander or his other cracked out buddy, but somebody comes over, pats him on the shoulder, picks, like helps him get up. Picks up his leather jacket and they leave the cup though and they and they walk away. They walk away. Because that was too much of a stressful scenario. Like, that's the thing. When I have no context and that's all I see, I it scares me. It, it literally scares me. That's the coffee cup. I'm sorry, little buddy. Like, that's all I could think he was doing. I was like, I'm sorry, man. I'm so fucking sorry. Oh, that's, that's seriously great. too good. Like, I and I, like, I, I have no word of a lie. Like, that was the most fucked up day. And I wish... And I wish I had someone there to vouch for me. Like when I tell people, they're like, "There's no way." I'm like, "I, I shit you not." Like I could, I couldn't make it up. Right, back to my story. Sorry. Um, 
<laughs> I'm sorry. That's, oh, that's fine. That I, didn't, a funny I thought you were done. No, I still got more. There's I'm more of this. There's more. No, he that. didn't just stare at me. So he gets out and he walks to the pharmacy. But as he's walking, he's like, he's going in front of the truck to go into the entrance from the side. And he's staring at me while he's walking. While he's walking by. He goes in and I don't see or hear any of this. But my dad tells me he's at the fridge picking up some drinks. And the crackhead's like, hey, how's it going? And my dad's like, it's fine. He's like, great night, eh? And my dad's like, yeah. He's like, do I know you? And my dad's like, no, I'm not from here. And he's like, okay. And then walks away. So then my dad goes to the counter and he's about to pay for this stuff. And he comes back up to him. He's like, I swear I know you. What's your name? And my dad didn't use a different name. He said his actual name. And he's like, mm, no, it can't be it. Gotta know you. What's what's your what's and, the, your and then and then my dad finishes up and he um the crackhead leaves before him and he's staring at me again when he's walking back to his car and he gets in and he hits his crack pipe one more time and then uh he's he's leaving the parking lot he pulls out it, mind you he's still on the right side of us because he didn't move his car he pulls out. And then he drives straight towards the truck until he's half an inch away from the truck. I thought he was going to hit us. And then he drives off. So uh-uh. then my dad goes in and or comes back and he's asking, like, hey, did you see a pretty shady guy leaving? Like, yeah, he almost hit the truck. <laughs> he almost hit the truck. And then I asked my sister if she saw it. She didn't see a single thing. She was too distracted on her phone. I'm like, do you see that? And she's like, huh? See what? So yeah, that was the crackhead in Toronto. Crackhead in Toronto that almost rammed into your car. Yeah, he was in no condition to drive. You can tell. <laughs> when we when we were younger, me and Nathan got threatened to be shot by some guy in uh, our hometown. Shot by when the fuck was this? So you remember that little trail uh, in the the playground? Okay, of he our didn't school, threaten right? to shoot us, but he threatened to call the cops. You shouldn't have pulled a gun on us. I remember that. I I really <laughs> fucking don't. All I remember, dude, from that day, we go up to the schoolyard after fucking school from your place, and we have Ty and his fucking buddy there. No, his brother. And Declan was there too, I believe. Nope, nope. I remember that day, no? like literally, like the back of my hand, because I actually brought it up the other day. Surprisingly, okay. Um, and we're walking through that fucking trail, and I swear to God, we were stupid fucking kids. Like, Ty had me believing that there was fucking spirits that back there. But like, I was in, like, grade two, and this kid's, like, fucking got me, like, going. Like, oh, there's there there's there's spirits in the back of the trail. You, you got to come with us. You have to put you, – you and PC have to be in the middle so then you're protected. Do you remember that? So we go walking, yeah. and then, like, we come out out of nowhere, and, like, stupidly we don't realize the street, like, right there. And other houses. It's literally the street next to my house. Yeah, the street on the other block of my house. But we we didn't think about that. We were somewhere new, and this was there was like this house that I I'm pretty damn certain like was like abandoned. Nobody quite owned it yeah. because like there was one real window on that house, and it had a blanket behind it, and that's all you could see because the garage door was. Like that house was literally disgusting, right? So as kids, we were we were curious. Um, mm-hmm. 
I I broke the door. <laughs> I went to go open it, and the, there was like one bit of glass panel left on the door, and it just falls and shatters. And I'm like, oh, okay. And like, I shit you know that day when I looked, there was like literally just black down. Like it, when yeah. you went downstairs, and it was black. There wasn't any stairs, dude. I, I distinctly remember there not being any stairs in that shit. Like, I, no, that house, I just, yeah, I don't, I remember when you opened up, there was like literally no stairs. It was just black. <coughs> but it didn't go, there was nothing going up. It was all just down. So it made me wonder mm-hmm. where the hell was the rest of the floor to go like upstairs to that window. So this abandoned house later. And then we uh, found that big old log and we went to go break open the garage door. Uh, and these two guys drive over with some truck. Pacey, Ty's older Big brother, white truck. black. Because I remember we seen that black truck later in the school week. Oh we yeah, 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 yeah. But we uh, like Pacey and uh, Ty's older brother. They run, and I'm running too. And all of a sudden, I look behind me, and I see Ty's not there. I go back. Ty got killed. No, Ty's literally standing there, (laughs) and the dudes haven't got out of the truck yet. He's just standing there, and it's like, Ty, let's go. How old were you guys? We were like, what was that grade? Like eleven? No, 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 no. no. Like that was like grade three. No, like you guys were ten or eleven. So eight or nine. Yeah, like we not ten or eleven. Like I'd have to say nine or ten, maybe. Yeah, like young. And Ty's just sitting there. So I go back. I'm going to go grab him let's, to get him going. And then these two guys come out. And they're like literally yelling at, at us. And they're like, do you know who owns that house? I don't think a single motherfucker Not you. owns that house. <laughs> and it definitely wasn't these two hicks that just came up to me with their big old fucking Chevy truck. That's rusted beyond belief. Like, they're over there yelling. I swear to God, I can see fried chicken in their goatee. And, <laughs> like, they're yelling and they're telling us that they're, they're going to call the cops. We're going to get arrested for this house that was, like, literally condemned. We we're bringing, like 150 years old. <laughs> and these guys condemned. were literally just yelling and screaming. And then I, they finally let me and Ty go to go run off they're like you can't get out of here da, 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 da. They, then i don't remember like i don't even know why you think they threatened to call like put a gun because you weren't even there when they were giving a shit you ran <laughs> bitch like i did too i'm pretty sh- no like i did too but then ty was sitting behind standing there looking at the truck like a freaking like a deer caught in the headlights so i was like oh ty run <laughs> back we come back out pacey's there with ty's little brother and they're like what well, what took you guys so long? And I'm pretty sure, actually, the reason why I said that, I'm pretty sure Ty came up saying, they were trying to shoot us with a gun. Like, full out. Like, oh, yeah. And I was probably. like, no, they did not. <laughs> Explain the whole thing. And then you guys were scared because you thought the cops were showing up. I, I know that they just, like, scared us just for kicks. Like, they literally came by and saw us doing that. And they were like, let's scare these kids. Those hicks. Those fucking hicks. Those hicks. Christ. I hate hicks. <laughs> I have another story that happened in the parking lot. Is it another crackhead? And it's not another crackhead. Aww. Although these parents seem like they could be on crack. Oh, so. Do you guys want to explain what the screaming in the background is? Oh, there's oh, a movie there's going a on movie in the background. Oh, oh yeah. someone's getting mortared. I think oh, it's us. They're getting mortared. 
But uh, anyways. Anyways, continue. So it was a public skating event at the arena near my house, and uh, there were a lot of parents coming because um, our local hockey team um, was playing at the at the arena that we were at, and well, not playing, they were like skating with us. So then we're leaving. It's me, my mom, and my two younger sisters. And we, me and my sister are waiting for our mom to finish talking to her friends so we can leave. Like Oh, yeah. <laughs> like any mom. But we're waiting there. And we're, there's a van parked to the left of us. And then in front of that van is another car. It's a, it's a van full of kids. They're like around... They're between the ages of three and seven. I want to say there's four or five of them. And me and my sister hear an argument slowly build up. And it got really loud. Like there was a lot of yelling and screaming. From what I gathered, it was a boyfriend or a husband. And the mom and a grandma. The grandma didn't has something against the boyfriend or something. And they're yelling, like, I hate you. And the boyfriend's yelling back, I know, I hate you too. And the mom's yelling at her grandma to stop. So my youngest sister had to be strapped into the her car seat. So my mom... It sounds like a normal door. Sunday with my family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mom's, like, strapped in, in the little one. And they're still screaming, like, they're loud. And they're screaming in front of the kid, they're screaming all in front of the kids. The kids are crying loud. And then my mom, she doesn't speak out on anything. She'll keep to herself a lot. Um, but she was yelling back at them, like, you guys realize there's children all around? Like, you know, like telling them to calm down because, you know, it's, it's there's public a lot, place. it's a public place and there's children all around and they've got their own kids crying. So then we get in the car and she's checking her Facebook. They're still screaming and yelling. They didn't even acknowledge her. She honked the horn for a solid 10 seconds. Just, I would, I would have, I would have just laid down on that horn. And then we pulled out. I was convinced we were going to die that night. You thought it was like this family was just going to, oh, yeah. like, come to your house, break Well, they don't care about the kids. So they're just, <laughs> come on. Come on, Jimmy. We're going mur- to murder this mom. I have a completely related story to that, actually. All right. Spit it up. A few weekends ago, I went camping with my dad and girlfriend. And these other, this other family pulled in a lot, and it was... An older guy, an older lady, and a younger girl who had a baby. And so over the weekend, from what I understood, I formed the theory that this girl was their son's girlfriend. And she was just camping with her boyfriend's parents, right? And <laughs> Like without the boyfriend? There? <laughs> yeah, without the boyfriend there. So we were just sitting around the fire uh, mind our own business, and from the other lot, we hear, "Don't you talk to me like that, you effing bitch!" <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> and I look over, and it's like the younger girl, like yelling at the <laughs> older lady, 
and I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so I go to the lake later that day, and this girl has her phone plugged into like a lamppost <laughs> by the okay. lake, and she's sitting in a chair on the phone, like talking to someone on the phone, who I assume is the boyfriend. She's like, you got me out here all weekend camping with your effing parents, and I'm here with the effing baby having to take care of it by myself. And she's just, like, ripping into this dude over the phone. And she sat there, and she did that for, like, an hour almost. But then every time my dad would have to, like, talk to them or something, they would be so nice. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Like, That's the charade they like to put on. The people at the parking lot from my story didn't even acknowledge my mom. When she was honking the horn, they got, like, a quick look. And they just went right back. They didn't care. Like, there's people that will, like, put a shade over their corrupted, toxic family. And then there's those that just will not. They're just like, hey, witness my fucked up family. Witness my pain. Yeah. Witness my misery. (laughs) Like, my dad, one of their, like, tent things blew over to our lot. So my dad went over to their lot to get back to them. And he was like, oh, this blew over here. And they're like, oh, thank you so much. (laughs) Like, so nice and polite. <laughs> Nate's going to go get some spaghetti. Spaghetti. Um, <laughs> intermission. Not even. Um, I don't have any so, more things written down. But yeah, continue. Don't forget to stream Monzi's new album, Unforgiven 2, on Stream Spotify. everything. Stream everything, Monzi, search that on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon, Google Play, YouTube, Tinder, plenty of all of them. Forget about Pac-Man because he's just trash. Oh, Pac-Man's getting deleted in 14 days. Woo! <laughs> Let's go. Speaking of music again, um... It was an ongoing joke that Nathan wasn't making any music. And now that he's here and we're going to be alone tomorrow, uh, I have some beats picked out. If we can write tomorrow, he might actually record his first song. Nice. So I'm kind of excited for that because, you know, we've been waiting over a year for him to record anything. So now that the he's birth gonna, of extrovert. Illus thoughts extrovert. But now that he's going to do it, I'm excited and I hope, because I don't think I've heard him try to record to a beat. I think I've heard him maybe once, but it was like just us fooling around. But mm. if it if it ends up turning out the way I think it will, I think it'll be great. Lyrical prowess. He's... He doesn't really know what he's going to do for lyrics because all the lyrics he had before, he got rid of them because they weren't good to him. And he doesn't know what to write because he's kind of in the place I'm in because he doesn't want to write stuff that isn't true. He wants to write about him, but he doesn't have anything to write about because it's about him and he doesn't feel like he has a lot to talk about. Everyone has a lot to talk about. Everyone has a lot to talk about, and knowing Nathan as a friend, he has a lot to talk about. It's just if he wants to talk about it and if he can think about those things that I'm thinking of. It can, from what I, because I have a beat that I recorded too, and there's still room for a verse. 
if he goes on similar topics about me, it'll be fine. Hello? You die? Yeah, so skateboarding. <laughs> oh my god. He's back on the skateboarding. I haven't been able to talk about it yet. Because he's... Okay, go on. No, I'm kidding. I like literally haven't heard a thing. I just got back. Yeah, put that to them. Put that to them, boy. Oh, sorry. Yes. What did you think I said? Um, Plus some spaghetti. Okay. Packers. What? Uh, skateboarding. Skate. Skateboarding? Okay. Uh. <laughs> Can I talk about skateboarding, please? I have been waiting on podcast. <laughs> I I started skating three months ago on this like real crappy skateboard from like 1995. That's old. Why? I, <laughs> I don't even remember why I started. You got dude. a fucking death wish. You like, want your board to snap when you do an ollie? Like you're just like, oh, right. fucking. Then there goes your. Knees. I didn't. I did not know how to do an ollie back then. But anyway. <laughs> I remember I, when I was learning how to skateboard with my friend, we were in my grandma's driveway and we'd lie down on the on the pavement of the driveway and we'd watch the board to see if we did an ollie or not. Because we were <laughs> trying so hard to do an ollie but didn't know how. So we'd go at it, go at it. And if we saw all the wheels leave it, we'd be like all hype. Like, you, did the, you did the ollie, man. Woo! Like... <laughs> The learning curve for skating is so crazy because the ollie, which is supposed to be the beginner trick, is the hardest one to learn. I did a pop shove it before I did an ollie. Well, it's because it's the first trick you learn. It's the first trick you learn because mostly every trick requires you to do an ollie. If you want to do a, a rail slide, if you want to do a kickflip, you need to you technically do, like, do an ollie. You need to get your air time. You need to, you need all the tires off or wheels off. This man's you want to do a tray flip, a you definitely have to do an ollie. This I am skateboarding on a car. This man's doing monsters versus aliens, and he's got his feet in the cars like, <laughs> like uh, uh, ginormica. Before I started skating, I would see videos of people doing tricks and stuff, and I'd be like, oh, that looks kind of easy. But now that I know what it's really like, I actually think that those people are superhuman. Like... <laughs> Tony Hawk is actually no idea. Tony Hawk, Tony Hawk is, is a god. He is no, he is god. Tony Hawk is officially skater Jesus. Did you see him do it in the fast suit? Yeah. Not gonna he, was lie. Like, he was like 45 and he did it in a fat suit and he was still ripping ass. Like what the hell? Johnny Knoxville. Not gonna lie, I thought the guy that played Ned from School of Rock was Tony Hawk. <laughs> So like exactly. I've been skating for three months and I'm still working on my ollie. Like I, it's so difficult. It's okay, dude. I can't even cruise on a board. Yes, <laughs> I struggle. Yeah. I can go for like maybe like five seconds of cruising, then I got to go back to kicking, and then I have to get both uh, feet off the board, which is already a struggle to get them both on the board and get gliding. So then I almost fall on that. I hope everyone's enjoying the ASMR of him eating spaghetti. <laughs> Chew it into the mic, mate. I haven't been. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm just joking. 
Actually, I probably should know. <laughs> ASMR. But. Oh, no. <laughs> do it, do it. No. <laughs> Ew. You're not even close enough. <laughs> You're so stupid. No, no, no. <laughs> ASMR. I'm about to get real deep with y'all, but like skating. Stop. Hey guys, this is Nathan, and I am doing ASMR. Where are you? Nathan, let him talk. Your ASMR is a workout. It's actually making my ears tingle. <laughs> like when I play golf in Fortnite, or when I did exactly, and when I was munching I just, on chips. I just tell you to do that all the time because it's low key relaxing. The chip munching? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had seven bags of Doritos down here because Kennedy gave me all of them. And I, I was like, hey, Pacey. And then I put a chip in my mouth and I had the mic up to my lips. Like, oh. like I was making the most nasty sounds. And he was like, keep doing it. <laughs> it, was, it was weird. I don't know. I like chewing noises. I don't know if I'm weird for that, but there's a whole freaking like there was a whole fad about it. It's called an ASMR. People like the sound of chewing shit for some reason. ASMR is just ear porn. It's just ear porn. <laughs> okay, are you done? Ear porn, ear porn. No, I'm not done. So if you yeah, can, I, can I say what I wanted to say? Absolutely Nate? not. Like, yeah, let him oh. say what he wanted to say. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Dude, my bottle of water isn't gonna do this whole podcast. Anyway, I was gonna say, like, to get all philosophical on y'all, skating is so much more than just like a mode of transportation now. Like, you start doing it and it starts to feel like I feel more comfortable on my board than I do walking. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> it's right? a lifestyle. This isn't a phase, mom. It's a. Freaking lifestyle. But like, it feels so good. Like, just, it, it's good to gloat about too because it's like one of only like a million people in the world can actually like skate well. You're saying you can? There's not a. I'm not saying that I can do it well, but I'm mm-hmm. saying that I can. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't, it's just a lot of people seem to think that it's like the easiest thing that. Once you actually, once you actually do it and get better at it, you're like, you guys are are ignorant. <laughs> I'm not the kind of guy to gloat about that though. That was your sixty minutes of pure unfiltered nonsense from a bunch of inbreds. You don't mind if I sing the Evangelion theme real quick? So to <laughs> 